Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success when you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. You will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. Spear. Welcome, everyone, to another episode on our Daily Creep Podcast Show. And today, I have David Chemetsky, who is a best-selling author, freelance writer, TEDx speaker, mentor, and host of the internationally ranked podcast, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. And I had the personal privilege of getting to meet him at a speaker competition that I did in Philly recently. Amazing guy, amazing stories, and he is making a true impact out in the world. So I was like, I got to have you on my show because he's definitely going to bring a ton of value to our community. So I I just want to encourage you guys, make sure you sit back, take some notes, listen to what he has to say, because it might be something that inspires you to want to move on and go a little bit further. So thank you, David, for joining us on today's show. I'm really honored to have you and I look forward to hearing some more of your story. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show. And it's really exciting uh, because, you know, we, we, we did mesh and it was really great to hear stories. And I think that's really one of the things I talk about all the time is, you know, how you meet the right people and you start lifting each other up. Uh, and that's, you know, you're just an amazing guy uh, who who does that as well. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Um, so th- we always start out to get a little bit of backstory. So that will before we lead into what you're currently doing now. So start wherever you want, but tell us a little bit more about what you did before you started doing what you're doing today. Yeah. So uh, I was born on an Air Force base. So back in the December 1968, my dad was about to be honorably discharged, get back to Brooklyn, because that's where they grew up. Uh, and then Bounce Dave came by uh, for a good part of my life. I you know, grew up in a blue collar mentality, uh, work hard, do what you have to do. And uh, I've put in a lot of years in, in corporate America, in legal not a lawyer, so nobody has to be worried of what I speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's, you know, it's one of those things you you, you start having life experiences. And it's really interesting. Uh, played ball growing up. Uh, anybody who's been in, in uh, an urban society, you, you know, it, it, you have different cultures, different flavors. And it's really amazing. And that's what adds so much to your personality down the way. And that's why when I do all the things I do, it, it, it's all because of how I came up. Uh, both good, bad, and 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 sometimes just indifferent. Very cool. Well, I I, I love how like backstories definitely help shape us to what we're doing today. So tell us a little bit about what you have going on, what you got in the works. Tell us about your book. Tell us about your program, your podcast, your show, and uh, what you're doing to make an impact. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of the things I I, I do tie into the way I speak. Uh, I, I'm proud to be a, a New Yorker, uh, even though I was born in Texas, and I'm proud to be a Texan as well. Uh, and in fact, one of my daughters always goes, dad, you know, when, when they were asking her in kindergarten, what nationality she stood up and she says, I'm a Tex, I'm a Texican. And, uh, you know, then she came home because people laughed and I was like, well, you're not, but dad, you were born in Texas and this, and I, you know, explained to her, that's not a nationality, but <laughs> you know, the way things are going, it might be. Um, so, you know, the, the, the things that, you know, what I do is uh, I speak uh, because a couple of years ago, I tried to commit suicide, even though I really knew all the right resources. I was helping people. I'm a mentor and uh, I can help other people easy. And that's what most people do. They can help everybody else really well. 
but not ourselves. So during this period of, uh, it was about 36 hours, three days or so, uh, a little bit more than that, of really, you know, that I was, I was an active, not just being sad, not being depressed. It was a, a lot of circumstances. Life sometimes gets really heavy for all of us. And what I say is like, when you go shopping, you might be carrying too many bags at one time and then you're upset when it breaks. Well, that happens in life also. And that's the type of mentor I am. I'm a, I'm a you know, mindset, mental health coach. I'm not a therapist. I know to stay in what lanes there are and there's definitely a value. And that's how I learned some of the techniques that I, I use through therapy. Uh, one of the techniques I use is called havening. That's that uh, rubbing the hands, uh, JR, if you remember, I talked about it. And, and it's a lot more than just rubbing your hands. You know, that just automatically has that reset button. And we could talk about that a little bit later. But it's those things that really show you. And when you start learning all your life stories, you know, I've had, I've been blessed. But then also when I started writing some of my books, I started realizing I've dealt with a lot of stuff. I I, I dealt with uh, in, in going into uh, college, you know, a, a girl who I was ready to propose to got killed by a drunk driver. She was walking on the street. She didn't do anything wrong. And I told her to go to the party. So uh, I didn't know until during COVID really that it was that I had survivor guilt. I thought I was over it. Uh, you know, she was gone at that point, 30 plus years. Uh, and then all of a sudden I'm writing, reading some of the writings I did for her and I started crying. So we all have to acknowledge that not everything we've gone through, we're over. We might be past it and it might not trigger us as much or it doesn't trigger us the way we think it's going to trigger us and we don't know when it's going to snap. And that's what happened to me with with the, my attempt uh, to try to hurt myself. And, and just one other thing I, I want to make sure people know is that 89%, statistically speaking, 89% of people who try to hurt themselves are not successful. 11% of people who, who do commit suicide are the successful ones. That's the minority. We talk about these numbers like it's like that everybody who tries it is successful. It's not. And that's why it's so important to talk about it because the 89%, we want to make sure that that number one would go down in that we don't want anybody to try to do that. There's lots of reasons. And I understand some of those reasons. Uh, again, I was there, but I am glad that I, I survived that episode and I'll never put myself back in that position. You said something that kind of hits at home. And, um, you know, when we met in Pennsylvania and I was sharing my story from the stage, I didn't really realize until that day that I was suffering from survivor's guilt. And it was uh, mm -hmm. it was from conversations I had with other individual, another individual there. And she was like, you know, we, we did a, a phone call and Zoom call talking about that and really broke down to it. And I didn't I didn't even know that that's what I, the pain that I was suffering from and, and not even just for myself, but just kind of going through the pain of those that I've lost through my experiences over in Iraq. So it's a real thing. And it's crazy to think like we don't, sometimes it can happen to us without even realizing it. So you going, yeah, well, through, yeah you, you going through that and it's, it's horrible thinking that your girlfriend, you know, got hit by a car without even knowing it. Um, I mean, she was just probably just minding her own business and stuff like that. We just don't know when our last day is. Well, when you're when you're starting to go through the survivor's guilt, like what are what are some things that you you did to help you overcome and kind of get through that? Well, I I, I acknowledge it. Well, you know, it, it's not my fault. Even in, like in your situation, like if you remember that that time you walked off and you were a little emotional, it just hit you out of nowhere. And I just said, just breathe. That's really a, a, it, no matter what. If you're in business, you know, I know, uh, you know, sometimes just breathing is enough, mm -hmm. and you then can investigate because once you calm yourself down and know that you're in a safe spot because that's what you know 
that that trauma, that PTSD, it's all about that inescapability. And that's what happens. You're in that. I mean, I know you shared your story. You know, it all happened. You knew what to do. And then you went into, you know, doing mode, not, you know, once you knew that you had all your limbs, but that doing mode almost didn't allow you to acknowledge what was going on. Mm -hmm. And you never know when you're holding on to something, when it's going to hit you. You know, that's why, you know, there's been uh, examples of people in uh, a bank robbery, who all of a sudden, you know, can't, can't touch a pen or a lot of different things because what your brain triggers as, you know, sees as the trigger, that's really what it comes down to. And like I said, I had read those, those books, um, you know, the, the writings for a while about this girlfriend. I mean, it was 30 years, 30 plus years. And all of a sudden I started crying like it was yesterday. And I was like, okay, there's something here I need to, need to investigate further. And then I started researching and I, I called my therapist. Uh, you know, I don't always, and I think there's a lot of different ways you can use therapy. And he was like, yeah, survivor guilt. It sounds like, you know, uh, I know you've mentioned her before, or there's a lot of survivor pieces to that. Um, you know, look into that. And I did, and I know the resources, how I was able to cope with it. And that's sort of the, the answers is figuring out what your triggers are and and when you're, because a lot of times they're going to say, maybe after your instance, they, they may just sit down with a therapist and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And talking about it isn't necessarily bad, but it's not necessarily always going to heal you because it doesn't replace that energy. You know, think about it as energy. When energy flows, if you're stuck in, in, in a place because you're in a protective, and we all are, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs is one of his is safety. If your safety is, is questioned. That alone is going to make you stuck in, in, in a bunch of areas. So you're a mindset mental health coach. Tell us a little bit about that and then the type of people that you're working with. Yeah. So I've, I've worked with a lot of people and, uh, you know, the, 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 the fun story. So I don't want to make it all about trauma because some of that and not everybody who, who says that they do this type of work uh, is careful because they, 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 they get into the therapy part and I make sure I, I do that. So I'll give you another example. I got a call from a young woman who was having some anxiety around flying. And when I did that, I said, okay, you know, we'll get you over. I can't even, you don't understand, Dave, you don't understand. I can't even look at the airport. I said, no problem. And within six weeks, we were able to get her on a flight to uh, an international flight, which they lost her bags. She'd called landing and again, a little bit of a panic and I go, go shopping. And it, it just helped her reset. We need to find our own reset buttons. So there's a lot of different ways. I mean, I've helped people uh, playing softball, uh, you know, who's like, oh, I don't know. I used to hit the ball well and I didn't. And then he, he, he led his team to the championship game, did not win the championship game. So we're not, this isn't a Hollywood movie, but he hits 780 for the, you know, for the playoffs. I, I, I think that's a pretty respectable, uh, you know, so there's lots of different ways because we don't know what holds us back. You know, the, the, you know, uh, Henry Ford had this saying, you know, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. And a lot of times we talk ourselves with that self-doubt, that, you know, imposter syndrome. Uh, I can't do that. Uh, I'm not as good as JR. Uh, I, I'm not able to do this. And, you know, we all are as good as we're at and we're not on the same level. And that's the real powerful part is knowing what we could do. So it really there's so many different ways. I mean, I'm sure I know your podcast is mainly about business. Think about all the business people. Oh, I can't, I can't go against Pepsi. I will just use, use them. Well, you could, it, it, there's a lot more that they're doing that you're not team wise or, or things like that, but that's where they need somebody like you yourself in, you know, figuring out how can you upscale and not to be scared about upscaling. 
you know, figuring out what needs to get done to make sure that you're showing up in the right places. Yeah. So I saw, I, I got to witness you in action when we were in Philly with another person that was, that was speaking and uh, she was, this is their very first time kind of getting on stage. And she was absolutely fearful about getting up there to the point of where she was just frozen. Like she would get up there, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to do. And you, you did something that was able to help her have the confidence to get up there and be able to perform and do the, what she did. What did you do? And what did you say to her to that, that gave her the, the confidence to be able to do it? Yeah, sure. So, so when I first walked over, I was like, I am not making you, you know, at first I asked her, is it okay if, if we just sit and, and, and work a little bit together? So, you know, want to make sure that we, it was agreement. It wasn't something that I'm like, oh, you have to do it because Dave says so. Mm. None of the things I do is because Dave says so. I have facts backing up. The, the science and all that other stuff. Then the next thing I said, I am not making you get up on the stage. If you don't want to get on the stage, I'm just here to support you. And then I showed her, you know, I, I did have my bat. So one of the things I talk about, as I mentioned earlier, is really moving that energy, whatever energy you feel inside, if you can move it properly, you can really knock it out of the park using the bat metaphors. And that's what we did. She had never swung a bat in her life. And, you know, so the first times, were, first few times were awkward. And then she started really swinging fine. And you saw the smile come back to her. And she had one of those electrical smiles that she started feeling better. And then we started thinking about exactly what she was going to do on the stage. And I said, don't look about who cares how many people are on that stage. Manage the energy. And, you know, she was able to get through that day. And then the next day also, right before uh, she came on, I asked the audience if they could send some extra love. We all already had supported her. She was a, a great young woman. And we, we all did that. And I, and I spoke to her afterwards saying, that's your touchstone. I want you to remember that. If you don't feel comfortable, remember that we will always love you. you I, if you call up any of these people, they're going to love you. And it made her feel good. And now she has a touchstone. That's the really important part is those touchstones, those moments in your life. Like, I don't have to tell you, you know, one of the touchstones I, without having that conversation. I'm sure each one, one time when, you're, when your child was born, that's a touchstone. You won't forget that moment that if you really get down, you got to say, wow, that, that's something that's, you know, like your first kiss, right? You know, oh my God, it's awkward and this and that, but it makes you feel something. It gives you those chills in your back that just brings you back. It's Peter Pan making you fly. Yeah, that's really good. And I, I like you to expand on that a little bit more because our average uh, listener is the small business owner and, you know, just kind of offering tips and strategies for them. And what I would like you to do is almost kind of like speak to the people that have a fear of speaking, about communicating, about being on stage or showing up doing a live on social media or different things. It could be a wide range of different things, but they struggle with communication because I, I'm finding that that's a big hurdle that a lot of people are struggling with is like, how do I communicate something when they're not used to be on camera or they've never been on stage before when they just get that fear of being in front of a, a crowd or people? So if, if they have that and they're listening to you, what are some key things that they can do if they are by themselves and uh, and can work through this process? What would you tell them? Just breathe. Uh, it really it, start off that way. It, 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 you start off with a, a good foundation. And that's just having your ideas, uh, being able to have those, those, those thoughts. You're an expert because you are. You're owning your business. So when you're owning your business, you know why you got into business. 
you didn't get into a business because you didn't know what you what you were passionate about or what made you different from anybody else. Mm. And because of that, that's where you build your story. That's where you build your confidence. Start talking about it. Look yourself in the mirror and don't worry what anybody else says. Look, it's taken me a long time to not worry about any how anybody says. You know, when I came out in that green suit, I know everybody looked at me and was like, what the hell is that? You know, and it's this bright green suit for anybody who hasn't you know, seen my suit yet. It's this teal suit you can see from space. But the great thing about it is I'm confident in it. I believe that that's one of my Superman suits. That's why I wear teal a lot. Because when I do that, I know that's my color. I ground myself. I use that energy to make sure that that's where I'm starting. And if you always align yourself, which is so important, then you're not going to go wrong. You're going to be authentic. And it doesn't matter if you, when you succeed, that's what's going to be it. It's going to be your difference that brings you against somebody else. There's enough people in every industry that you're going to make, you're going to be successful once you find the right people or the people who like you. Again, people told me with my podcast, peace, love, and bring a bat. Oh, don't use a bat. People won't like it. They're going to think it's violent. I'm like, dude, it's just bringing awesome thoughts. And that's what you have to do is just think about it and making that mindset change. Sometimes, you know, it's how we grew up. We grow up with that the negativity and not purposely. You know, some people might have been like, oh, you know, Dave, you, you, you can't do that. That's not your strong suit. Yeah, that's fine. But too many, you can't, you start believing I can't. And then you have to go, well, why can't I? Why can't I, why can't I fly? And you can, you know, I always believe one of the things I talk about is everybody has a, a, a Phoenix within ourselves and it's, it's our time to soar. And how do you rise yourself to that next level? You got to figure it out or sometimes finding a mentor. Hmm, that's really good. I love it. So many great nuggets there. Now, kind of uh, going back to you is every person I bring on our show, I ask them a specific question and that is, what is your creed? Meaning, what is the one thing that you are most committed to? That you're going to be resilient even through the most difficult times. That you're going to show up every day giving your best and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. So, David, what is your creed? My creed is resilience. Uh, I, I know that I've got knocked down, right? It's that old saying of getting knocked down seven times, getting up eight. Uh, I, I, I regularly say that I'm the chief resilience officer in my company. Uh, and it really is all about resilience. That's why when I talk about the Phoenix it's about rising. We're all going to go through something. And if, you, if your audience knows, I'm sure that they've already gone through maybe a job loss, maybe a broken heart, a divorce, maybe death of a, per, a, a, of a close family member. You've gone through something that you didn't think you can get through. And what do you have to do? It's that resilience is doing it. And it might not feel that way at the beginning. And it's keep growing up. And really talking about your mental health. Now, if you yell at your partner, you yell at your kids. Look, I'm guilty of both. So I'm not here to tell anybody, oh, just don't do it. I've been there. And the answer is, the creed is your word. I mean, the, what you've known of me is, look, I'm integrity. I'm going to keep my word. I'm going to tell you when I've messed up. I'm going to tell you how I messed up. And I'm going to tell you what I learned from it. Because that's the really big part is talking about all the opportunities of why things didn't work out. Not just it didn't work out. It didn't work out because of a pandemic. There are people who thrived. I actually you know, wrote a couple of books, which are all in the process of coming out now. Uh, I'm getting closer and closer. During the pandemic, I became a TEDx speaker during the pandemic. I came out with a podcast during the pandemic when all the world was telling you it's so horrible, you can't do things. You know, I didn't watch Netflix. You know, I had TVs on and things like that, but I did what I needed to do. You showed up and I rose. And that's what you need to do. That's my creed. That would be my creed is just keep showing up. You can take your breaks. 
you're running a marathon, you're going to need to take a break. You're going to need to pace yourself, but also acknowledge what you want and how bad you want it. That's really good. I love that. And I love, I love your title where you're saying like you're the chief resilience officer. That's really powerful. Very cool. So if someone wants to get a hold of your book or be able to, to listen to your podcast or just get a hold of you personally, what's the best way to communicate with you? Uh, really social media. Uh, so, you know, uh, David Chemetsky, there's not a whole lot of us uh, out there. I, I'm the only one. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, listen to the podcast, peace, love and bring a bat. My email address is on the path, uh, ny at gmail.com. And, you know, really when you think about being on a path, we're all on paths. And for me, it's finding your personal attitudes towards happiness. And, you know, once you can find that path, either with a pathfinder or by yourself, you then get to soar and, you know, it's your time to soar. Everybody's has their time for soaring and just find that way to do it for yourself. Very cool. So I will be posting all of your links underneath this episode on all of our channels for where we host this episode on Apple and Spotify. So those that are listening, don't feel like that you got to write it down and get the communication. Just go back, click the links, and then you can connect with them directly. So thank you so much, David, for jumping on our show. I'm really thankful that you took the time to be here today, be able to share some of your expertise. And until next time, simplify. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with J.R. online, check him out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at Fit Pro Funnels. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear. 